Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 165. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan and Edward, concluding the arc of New Year, New Blue, by returning to Project Attraction. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We got some prizes to give away, an arc to conclude. A project that we've been doing on the show for the last couple of years to return to. Before we do any of that, we've got to thank our official sponsor, FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Very much so. We had a great time at the Face to Face Open in Saskatoon last weekend. Hell yeah, we did. Talked all about it on the pre-show. Maybe I'll link to the pre-show on YouTube in the comments so you can hear all about it. We don't have to go all the way back into it. But essentially, Jammed Games... Gave away some packs, went to the bar, got a sweet deal from our buddy Cal and Brian. Hell yeah. And we played Open Flippy at the bar. Also hell yeah. And I, <laughs> I, I ended up getting a ride home from a new listener. Well, not a new listener, but a friend from Regina. Cool. Yeah. We met like the one cool dude in Regina. Yeah. Kiel yeah. Rudnitsky. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't rag on all of our listeners from Regina because they actually are cool people. And we have met lots of them. They do make the trip up to Saskatoon and we make the trip down to Regina. They're always pumped to see us. We're always pumped to see them. It's it's fun. Yeah, that's it. So speaking of listeners, ooh, where do you want to start? We've got a deck giveaway. We've got $25 in face-to-facegames.com store credit. We have got uh, new patrons. We've got We got it all. Let's start with the new patrons, then we'll give away the credit, and then somewhere in the episode we'll give away the deck. Sure. Newest patron, patreon.com slash Podcast. You can go there. We've got, of course, the Brando Alter sign-up gifts that are very popular. <laughs> Talked about that on the pre-show, too. Yeah. I'm having lots of fun with those. Cam girl zombies, strange elephant tokens. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Super Bowl reflective goblin tokens. Which one was that one? There was the one where it's like the commercial, where you flip the card back and forth, like they show the shot in the commercial. I don't remember that one. You don't know the commercial? No. Really? Well, <laughs> was it from this year? Like uh, th- this year's Super Bowl? No. Oh. No. It's from a couple of years ago. Uh, it's no actually idea. from several years ago, but everybody <laughs> knows it. Like if you're a wrestling oh, fan oh, or a y- fan of- y- Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I know now what you're the, talking about. Now, now that I've said Super Bowl commercial- and wrestling fan, everybody knows what it is. I know what you're talking about. And if about. you don't, you can Google it safely, and, and the internet will tell you. We told somebody to Google something safely? We did. Wow. It's a new year. New year, new us. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, of course, the the other patron altar, of course, the other patron sign-up gift that some people have taken advantage of is consultation and a discount on an altar from myself, which I greatly appreciate. Let's get to it. Okay. S- sort of an alias. But I know his real name. Do I know his real name? You could if you wanted. It's an alias. It's an alias. So you know what we got to do. Give him a real name. That's it. Shout out to Beans. Beans with a Z, though. Beans with a Z. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Here, we're going to go with uh, Daniel. It's a good first name. Daniel. Daniel, because Squirrely Dan. I don't know who that is. He's from Letterkenny. Sure. Right? And Oh, you mean CCO Podcast? Letterkenny of Podcasts? Because <laughs> squirrels like nuts and nuts are like beans. Don't Google that. So, like, if you go up the ladder, that makes sense. So, Daniel. Nuts. 
<laughs> Daniel Nuts. Okay, Dan Daniel Nuts it is. Welcome to CCO Nation. Welcome aboard. That's it. And of course, if you would like, you can or cannot change your name on the Discord. Then everybody will know who you are. Yes. <laughs> Next shout out. Increase their pledge. So not a new pledge. He's already got a nickname. Okay. But big thank you to Tex Bavrov. <laughs> that was Brando's name. Of course, his Patreon alias Switchbreed. Sure. We didn't know what that meant, so we called him Tex Bavrov. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so huge shout out. I'm not sure why anybody wants those, but here we are. Yeah, we're, we, it is where we have ended up. All right, so we got some new patrons. Let's give away some prizes. Oh, baby. And by prizes, I mean the first prize of the day, $25 gift certificate, face-to-facegames.com, Canada's biggest magic store. The one caveat here is you need to have an account on the site that we have an email to attach the credit to. Of course, all you have to do is go and make an account. Correct. It takes 48 seconds. Yeah, exactly. And then you get your $25 and you can spend it on whatever thing or things you would like to procure. You can join the ranks of Daniel. On Twitter, he's at Asesino Dan. I think that's Spanish for Assassin Dan. Oh, yeah. Follows probably. us on Twitter and interacts with us as we go along on some of my crazy what-do-you-think tweets. That's it. We talk about Mox Diamond, talk about old video games, talk about wrestling, we talk about wearing our underwear on our heads. Twitter is a crazy place. Ooh, yeah. <clears throat> Very much so. So he, of course, interacts on social media. He gets thrown into the hat. He gets picked to win the prize. Now, that if, simple. If you've ever watched any of our videos, you'll notice that Ryan has the Blue Jays or the CCO hat. That is the hat the names go into. We pull them out. The sweaty hat. Yep. So then we recycle all of the paper afterwards. Some of it goes to the landfill because it's covered in sweat from Ryan's head. Other than that, prizes. Gross. <laughs> okay, of course, we'll do the deck giveaway some random time throughout the episode. Should we talk about today's deck list? Sure. Who are we doing today? Well, I said it in the intro, we're going to return to Project Atraxa by doing Atraxa Creator's Voice. That's it. So Project Atraxa, for any new members of CCO Nation, is unique or different ways to build Atraxa. We've done such hits in the past as Turbo Traxa, where we make a Turbo Fog Atraxa deck. It had like 26 fogs. And it had a bunch of alternate wind conditions as well. That's right. We've done Scrap Traxa or Spy Kit Atraxa, where it was a bunch of, it was essentially book tribal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was also Spy Kit, so we could have two creatures with the same name, and we comboed off of having, or riffed off of having two things of the same name, which breaks the commander rule. Ooh. We have done... Stax Traxa? Stax Traxa. Of course, Brando's own personal deck. I think it's come apart in favor of Rurik Thar Stax? Yes. Ah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not going to be a popular one at the table, so it might only get busted out on very special occasions. But Yeah, and now, now we're doing... I wanted to call it Seg Traxa, <laughs> but you called it something else. Atraxaga. Atraxaga. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, where we are playing Atraxa Sagas. Ooh. Oh, no. So we're, I, I mentioned it in the pre-show. We're killing two birds with one stone. A, we're doing a new way to play blue, Saga Tribal. Yep. And we're playing it in Project Atraxa, which is a new way, not a Super Friends plus one plus one or Infect build for Atraxa. Also correct. So 
Give Atraxa a read as if somebody might not know what she does. Atraxa Prieter's voice is a 4-4 angel horror for green, white, blue, black. That's, uh, what is that, Dink Mouth? Sure. Or Gitchmaw? Moth Treader? Whatever. I'm just, I made mine up. It's one of those ones. She has Flying Vigilance, Death Touch, and Lifelink. And if that's not enough, she also has, at the beginning of your end step, Proliferate. Yeah, so we can proliferate our sagas because I think they do their thing when they get their counter put on them. That's my understanding. Okay, and some of them we want to get to the second chapter, third chapter, fourth chapter sooner than what the regular schedule of one per turn would be. Why wait for another turn like a bitch? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then when their last chapter resolves and you put them in your graveyard, we do have some getter backers, if you will. So sometimes when you have the getter backer and you already have, let's say, five sagas in your graveyard, you want to proliferate that sixth one on the battlefield and then, boom, replenish them all back in or something. Yeah, dude. We as, also as if we're playing replenish, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why would we do that? Yeah. Now, we also have some cool stuff to take counters off of things so that we can keep those enchant those sagas around for a while. Oh, yes. Oh, oh baby. So this deck... I mentioned this in the pre-show too. I keep hearkening back to that because I was dancing around talking about my newest deck build. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm, I built Estrid the Bald Planeswalker deck. Estrid the Masked? Estrid of Mini Masks? Estrid uh, Enchantment Kung Fu is what I would call that deck. Estrid the Masked. I was right. Yeah. Of Kung Fu. Yeah, you, you were also right. Yeah. Yeah. So I show up at EDH&M last night and you and Aiden and Five Color Aaron... Angel Aaron are playing a game, and I show up, and I'm like, is that your commander, Estrid? He goes, yeah. Did you just build it last night? Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. So did I. (laughs) (laughs) So he built it, and he does, like, the chain veil combo and draws his whole deck. And it's it's cool. It's a cool deck. Very enchantress. I built mine enchantress a little bit more themed on today's deck. Yeah. I wanted to do something unique. Uh, big shout out to Max Crandell too. Also F him, but shout out to him because he's been hyping up his Enchantress build for a good long while. And I've never built an Enchantress deck. I never built a Bant deck. So this deck, Max's deck, kind of all just came to a head and I had to do it. It's almost like everybody wanted to build an Enchantress deck now that Theros Beyond Death came out. Y- yes. Yeah, it's on everybody's mind. It's fine. You know what? I'm only playing like a couple cards from Beyond Death. Just a couple, like the the newest enchantress that draws you a card and gets a plus one. The 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 power creep enchantress. Yeah, and I'm, not because power creep is real, but because her power literally creeps every time you play an enchantress. Ah, I see what you did, <laughs> and I'm playing Omen of the Hunt instead of a Cultivate because if you have an enchantress or two or three on the battlefield, you get your land onto the battlefield tapped for three mana, just like Cultivate. But then instead of searching your deck. And air quotes, drawing a card that's always a land. You could play your Omen of the Hunt and then draw one or two or three cards if if you have Enchantresses out. And those could be better than lands. Dig it. And then late game, you can sack it and scry. Also dig it. So I'm I'm playing Kadama's Reach and Omen of the Hunt. Nice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. That, that Kadama's Reach might turn into Omen of the Sea, though. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Anyways, Atraxa Sagas. List? List. Creech? Creech. We should also note that in my building of this deck in the 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 new year, new blue spirit of that, I tried to make it so that blue 
was the support color for an obviously superior color, which is white. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> That's right. So it's New Year, new blue and white. White's the new blue. You heard it on Commander Cookout yeah. Podcast. <laughs> in in this deck. Okay. All right. So there's lots of clumping that we can do, but there is some minutia in some of the clumps oh. that we will have to point out. We love our minutia on CCO. We're MCO Podcast. Minutia Cookout? Yeah. Just, it doesn't work. If you turn it sideways, it makes an E, not a C. That doesn't even make sense, Ryan. We are the sum of... Cookout podcast. If you turn the M sideways, it's that sideways M symbol. That's Greek. It's topical. Got there. You, you did get there. All next, right. Next level jokes on Commander Cookout. I'll give you that one. All right. So first clump of things are creatures. We have Argothian Enchantress, Eidolon of Blossoms, Femoref Enchantress, Mesa Enchantress, Sedison Champion, and Verudian Enchantress. Yeah. Of note, the Femoref Enchantress is two mana, and it it triggers on your enchantments dying, and the set. Tessin Champion is the power creep one, three mana, one, three, gets a plus one and draw a card when an enchantress or when an enchantment ETBs not cast. Yes. That one is head and shoulders above the other ones. It's so much better. Holy it, Lord. it looks better in foil. It's a stronger card. It beats. It, it beats it wholesale. Draws. Ass. It draws on ETB. So when you replenish, you like draw 10. It's awesome. That's a super good card. That's a good one. Femoriff Enchantress, I think, does have the coolest art of the Enchantresses, though. Yes. I, I really yep. She's got some birds, and she's like a nice lady, and she's like holding a bird, making it feel all happy about like being alive. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right. More creatures. We have a body double. This, you explained why this was in here, but I don't remember. I'll give it a read. It's a 0-0 zero, zero for blue 4, so it's, it's good already. <laughs> You can have it enter the battlefield as a copy of a creature in a graveyard. So it's a clone for something that's dead. Why do we want this again? We will get to that. Oh. So just remember that there's a body double in here. Okay. And it, then we'll, we'll get to it It later. clones a dead thing. Yes. Okay. All right. We, uh, next up, we have a crystalline crawler. Oh, attracts a staple, right? Yep. So we're on, we're on a roll to doing something different, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 1-1 one, one for 4. It's good again. We're just playing good stuff all over. Converge. So it enters the battlefield with a plus one for each color of mana you spent on it. So you can pay four. It enters with four plus ones. You can remove a plus one to get a mana of any color, or you can tap it to put a plus one on it. Uh, we could proliferate those counters at the end of each turn and always have a supply of one extra mana, or three or four or whatever. It's going to be ramp. It's going to be good. Yeah. I didn't play a ton of rocks, but the ones that I did play, I think, are pretty attraxa staple Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I figure in the mana ramp department I can lose a little bit of spice. Let's talk about Dryad of the Elysian Grove. That's a 2-4 for four, 4 enchantment camboy. Definitely you, a camboy. Yeah. You can play an additional land and all your lands are every basic land type. Just a good card, right? He's just solid. He draws you cards in this deck. He can block effectively. He lets you ramp. He's just a good-ass card. Yeah, and b being an enchantment creature does open him up to two different kinds of removal, but in this deck, like if you drop him and like draw three and then play an extra land... It's still pretty okay. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we got an Eternal Witness. Gets a get Graveyard Getter Backer. That's important. That is our first of... I'm going to call them getter backers. Yeah. They don't necessarily get things back from their graveyard. They might bounce things in response to like a, a lore trigger or they let us remove all counters from something. That's a getter backer because it resets a saga. Yep. Eternal Witness is the first of nine such things like that. Hell yeah. Which is 
CEDH levels of redundancy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got a perplexing chimera. Oh, baby. Enchantment creature. Ooh. Got there, hey? Yeah, dude. So it's a five drop, three, three. When an opponent casts a spell, you can exchange control of perplexing chimera and that spell. Yeah. If you do, you choose targets for the spell now because you're the controller of it. Hell you're yeah. You're like, here, get this three, three, bro. I'm going to take your whatever. Time stretch. You, yeah, because you forgot my perplexing chimera <laughs> yeah. exists. You forgot I'm playing this trash card. Yeah. Get wrecked. That card's not trash, no, it's, though. It's, it's super not. It's really good. That's it. All right, speaking of chimeras, we have probably my new favorite magic card of all time in Riptide Chimera. What the hell? It's a shark, and it's a different shark, and it's like got those weird back legs. Then it's got crazy front legs, and there's seagulls, and there's- It's got wings, but it's swimming? Yeah, the wings are like pointing in not Oh, because it right can direction. fly! Yeah, because it's flying. Is it flying, or is it under the water? It's a flying, because there's birds. Oh, I thought those birds were swimming. Like flying fish? What the <laughs> hell kind kidding. of world are we living in? This is a 3 4 for 3 flying. At the beginning of your upkeep, return an enchantment you control to your hand. That is a getter backer. That is a getter backer. That is going to beat in the air. Three mana, three power flyer. So it's above rate, which is like three damage in commander is not that good. But when it might get pumped from our uh, one of our sagas or yeah, yeah it's, it's good in this deck and it's a like it's a three four flying for three that has a relatively good ability with what we're trying to do in the deck like, yeah that's a, it's good it's that's good. a cool ass card speaking of enchantment creatures we have thassa deep dwelling it's a getter backer it is it is okay four mana six five again above rate yeah. Thassa's gonna beat as long as we have five devotion to blue are these creatures fucking green yeah, it's a new way to play blue. They're just green. <laughs> just play green. <laughs> so at the beginning of your end step, exile up to one other target creature you control, then return it to the battlefield. I read that card wrong. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, because you thought it was anything. Yeah, I thought you could blink an enchantment. Can't. You can blink an enchantment creature and draw a card off your Satessan champion. Ooh, you can blink a Eternal Witness and get it in Saga back. Also works. I'm there. still counting it as yeah. a getter backer. I like it. You can also use it to tap other creatures. Yeah. We, you know, we yeah. could also play an opalescence and make our enchantments into creatures and then blink them with Thassa. Nice. And then that way we could beat face with our fucking sagas. That would be so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a vampire hex mage. Getter backer. You sack your vamp hex mage, remove all counters from target permanent. Target saga. Now here's what we're uh, here's what we're playing the body double for. Okay. Okay. We got a hex parasite. Ooh, I just thought this was another getter backer. It's a one one for one. You can pay X and Phyrexian black, so black or two life. Remove up to X counters from target permanent. For each counter removed this way, hex parasite gets plus one plus O until end of turn. Hex parasite is mighty it kills planeswalkers yep it takes away plus one plus one counters off of people's shit so if they're playing old school marchesa f her yep and it takes uh lore counters off your sagas yeah so you can just set it wherever you want it to be and then the next upkeep there you go again there it is and you can do it to all of your sagas if you have enough life and or mana yeah if you want the if you want the chapter two trigger you just take counters off of your thing down to one counter Every turn, so when it's your turn again, you get the chapter two, then you take the counter off. Then you get the chapter two, you take the counter off. Yep. Yeah. Hex Parasite is a badass in this deck. 
And if you have an opening and a bunch of sagas with all counters on them, you just pay life and take them all off, <laughs> and you just crash in. And you're you just like, waste yeah, somebody. Take twenty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy's good. I like yeah, him. Yeah, I like that. I like him a lot. Okay, that is the creature suite. A sweet suite, if you will. Let's talk instants. Sure. Let's go backwards, because then we can start with my new favorite instant card. Yeah, I don't know why this is even in the deck. Whirlwind Adventure. Denial. Denial, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a three drop, maybe just because it's from Theros, everybody's super hard for it. Each spell and ability your opponent's control is countered unless they pay four. I just like that card. Yeah. I just really like that card. Yeah, and ability, hey? Yeah, sometimes you're getting scapeshifted and you just want to not get scapeshifted. And sometimes somebody's cracking a fetch land and you just want them to have no mana. Yeah, you just want to tilt them off the earth until the planet that they land on, the alternative earth, you're playing mono blue Naya. And then you tilt them into the shadow realm where there is no return. Oh, man. Oh, man, the response we got from people saying they tilted their friends onto the Shadow Realm oh. with Mana Tithe from our last episode. Oh, and Dash Hopes and <laughs> Imps Mischief. Oh, that's great. Great, oh, great, great. Super good. Uh, we got Rampage of the Clans. Oh, this is an instant for four. Destroy all artifacts and enchantments for each permanent destroyed this way. Its controller gets a 3-3 green centaur creature token. So we got a bunch of sagas. Let's say they're all at two or three lore counters. They're going to die on our turn anyways. And we have an opening, four mana, destroy all our enchantments, <laughs> all of our own enchantments. Yeah. Draw a bunch of cards if we have Femoref Enchantress, and then just get a bunch of three threes we untap and just crash in. That's right. Yeah, maybe maybe from all those cards we drew, we got to replenish. Yeah. That could be a thing. And then you just start all over again. Yeah, that's Ex it. So now you got an army of dudes to slap the shit up people with. Uh, we got a Mystical Tutor. That finds us a, an instant or sorcery. Every deck gets one. Yeah. We got an evacuation. How come you're not playing Enlightened Tutor to find an enchantment? Because I wanted to use blue as a support color, and the tutor is a support color thing. So oh, oh, I see, I see, yeah, I see, I see. It's okay. using it as a support thing. I have to find my support aspect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got it. Evacuation yeah. is bounce all creatures, instant speed. It's a it's a budget rift, I guess, right? Yep. That's fine. I don't like playing rift, so evacuation it is. And the last one is clock spinning. That is what you find with your Mystical Tutor. Yes. Right? Okay, so this is an instant for blue. Choose a counter on a permanent you can or suspended card. Remove a counter of that permanent or card or put another one on it. And then it's got buyback for three. So for four, you can take a lower counter off or add a lower counter, depending on what you want your saga to do. And then you get your clock spinning back. Correct. Yeah. So if you've got a bunch of mana, you can just tick up your your thing, or put it right down to zero. Yep. Take all your lore counters off. Correct. Yeah. Very so you can get cool. your one your one lore trigger again if that's good in any on any of them. Oh, some of them you'd be surprised, Ryan. Yeah. You'd be very surprised what the one on some of these sagas freaking do. Yeah. You know what time it is, Ryan? What time it is? It's giveaway time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that? Oh no! That's oh that, that comes later. I was gonna say that should be the only air horn we get. No, oh no! It's that time of the month, Ryan. It's my favorite time of the month. Giveaway time! Mystic intellect. That is the Elsha, Savine, and Pramacon C19 precon. Also has Dockside Extortionist, Savine's Reclamation. I know that that saw play in Vintage for a hot second. There's a Sun Titan. Uh, what else good in that deck? Planes. Ooh. 
plains and mountains. Yeah. <laughs> it's the flashback deck. I've played several iterations of this deck. Elsha, of course, being a CEDH commandy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pramacon, pretty stout control pillow fort type thing, right? And Savine, I have won many games with flashbacked price of progresses doubled or or bonus round flashback with Snapcaster doubled and then you then you cast your your price of progress so it's like tripled. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> so I've won games like that. It's a fun deck with a little bit of tweaking out of the box, of course. Today's winner, of course, helped us share the show, grow the show. He he either retweeted or commented on our our giveaway tweets, which is all that we asked to get this deck, and we will ship it to you sealed or unsealed, whichever you prefer. Of course, we prefer unsealed because the package is smaller because Canada Post bends us over. They're the worst. <laughs> Their prices just went up. Of course they did. Of course they did. Of course they did. Yes. Yeah, it like must a, be a day that ends in Y. Yeah, 3% hike across the board. Scumbag. Generally. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. Anyways, now speaking of fuck them, this arc's winner is Sebastian Payne. <sighs> there it is. Hell Brando yeah. is satisfied. That is the ne- best sound in the world. Needs a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> so big thanks to Sebastian Payne. Mr. Payne, we could call him. He is Dinosaurs on Twitter. You are the winner of the Mystic Intellect deck. It was procured locally. Everybody support your local game stores. And uh, get in touch with us either on Twitter or at commandercookout at gmail.com, and we'll get that sent off to you. Toot a sweet. Also, a big thanks to everybody else that played along with us this month. Your time will come eventually. Possibly when we're back in the next arc with a new giveaway. Yeah, we have to do a new arc next week. Yeah, we'll, have just... to, we'll figure that out. Or, well, we could do a one-off next week and start the next arc the week after. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll figure Should we continue on with the deck? Sorceries. Sorceries it is. We have a cleansing meditation. Yeah, this is a card. White, white, one. Destroy all enchanties. Or, if you have threshold, that is seven cards in your graveyard or greater. Instead, destroy all enchanties. Then return to play all of your enchanties. That were put into the graveyard with cleansing meditation. Yeah, so not only does it not get our enchantments, it actually gets them, and then we get them back with no counter. <laughs> <laughs> so they they come back in, we get all they reset all of our sagas, we draw all those cards again, and because we destroyed them, if we have ephemeris enchantress, we draw even more cards. That is a mighty, 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 mighty card Ooh, in this deck. So good. You know what the, the you know what the coolest part about them is when you get your sagas when they enter the battlefield, they trigger their first lore counter, so you get the first thing. Right? Yeah. Could be a token, could be a card draw, could be everybody sacrifice a creature. So you could theoretically, like, what's whichever the saga is that when you cast it, everybody sacks a creature, you could get that one. And then you could cleansing meditation, same turn, destroy it and you get it back. Everybody sacks another creature. You could wrath the board with cleansing meditation in this deck. Yeah. And you could uh, get it back again, your your, uh, saga that makes a sack a creature, with your open the vaults. Yeah. Six mana, return all artifacts, enchantments that were put into the graveyard this turn. Yeah. Return all artifact and enchantment cards from the graveyard to the battlefield under their owner's control. So everybody gets all their artifacts and enchantments. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of like second sunrise. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is six mana, get all artifacts and enchantments back. Yes. Yes. And then we have a much better version of that 
in replenish. This is one of the most. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my stamp on it. This is one of the most powerful magic cards ever printed. Yeah, you're not wrong. When you look at something like open the vaults, the power level on that card is very high, getting back everything. But replenish costs less mana and does it just for you. It's better on two fronts. Yeah. This card is this card is mighty by itself. Then you put it in an enchantress focused deck. So let's see what it does. White three sorcery. Return all enchantment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Period. Full stop, baby. Yeah, and that's it. So wow. That's it. Yeah. And you, you could you could just let your sagas run their course and when they're finished, you just sacrifice them in the late game. You could just you could just top deck a replenish and just go replenish. Get ten cards back. Yeah. Like, wow. Let's that's like a draw of 10 in white. Then you get all the enchantment triggers. Yeah. That's that's a sick card. What's sick. our last card? Wrath of God. It just kills everything. Yeah. We, we got to kill everything because we don't have a lot of creature in the deck. Yeah, sometimes stuff got to die. Wrath of God will kill them for us. Yeah, so we got Wrath of God and we've got Evacuation. That's t- two sweepers. I play in my enchantress deck I just built. I play four, I think. Dang. It's way more. It's double. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like we, you got to have some way to protect you. Let's see if the sagas can help us. Yeah. Should we go into the enchantments or should we do the enchantments last? Let's do the enchantments last. Let's do artifacts. Oh, right. sure. Yeah. Okay. We got we got some clumping. Hey, first time we ever played Arcane Signet in the deck, hey? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Let's clump it in with our, our thingies. We'll do. We got Arcane Signet, Sol Ring, Asshole Cornucopia, Empowered Auto Generator, and Pentad Prism. So Cornucopia. Auto generator and pentad prism all do something with counters, so we can proliferate them with Atraxa. Yep, that's why those are in there. Empowered auto generator is like eight bucks. It's a good ass card. It's slow. I don't know why it's it's comfortably tapped. It's good, isn't it? I think it's good. Okay, it's not like blazing fast good, but it's this. It's good in the same way that Nyx Lotus is good. If you untap a Nyx Lotus. You understand the truth that is Nick's Lotus. Is that card the truth? It it is way, way better than I thought it was going to be. Way I, more truthy. I thought it was going to be like, yeah, cool. It's like a slow gilded lotus. And then I played it in uh, what deck do I play that thing in? Torbran. Oh yeah. And it's just mono deck yep. with a commander that has uh, three pips in his thing. Yeah. Okay. So it's automatically as good as gilded lotus if I have my commander. And it just so happened that with the other stuff that all has double red pip in it. How does it, it work? Just, Do you choose a color, right? Yeah, you just choose a color and it taps with the devotion to that color. What if you're playing two color? Then you you pick it when you tap it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so like two you, color makes it less good. Three color makes it less good. Four color. Yeah. We would never play it in this deck. No, but you would play it. You could play it in a two color deck and get away with it, I would okay, say. Okay. And, and it's amazing in mono color. So if you've got them... Play them; they're better than you think. And okay. empowered auto generator, I think, is kind of the same thing. It's just a little slow, but it's it's cool, especially okay. with Atraxa. Okay, I get. Hey, maybe that's this week's Twitter Twitter poll: empowered auto generator or or Not. or Nick's Lotus. You know that the original art for Nick's Lotus sold for like twenty six thousand dollars. Holy crap! Yeah, as soon as you put Lotus on something, hey, yeah, that's gonna sell for more monies. Holy hell! Anyways, we got a lightning greaves and a swift foot boots. Those protect enchantresses, enchantry, or attracts. Yeah, or attracts if you just have to beat in with attracts. Or your body double if it's something good. Yeah, just throwing that out there. All right, we got some. We got some planeswalkers. Yes, let's talk some planeswalkers. We have Calix, Destiny's Hand, four mana, four loyalty, plus one. Look at the top four. Put an enchantment into your hand and put the rest on the bottom. Yep. Got there. Minus three, 
exile an enchantment or creature and it stays exiled until one of our enchantments dies. Yes. It turns our enchantment into an O-ring, essentially. Correct. Okay, minus seven. Return all enchantments from your graveyard to the battlefield. That is replenish. replenish. For four mana. Yes. And like 17 turns. Well, two with the Traxa, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, we have Estrid the Mask. Oh, yeah. My favorite bald planeswalker. This is three loyalty, four mana. This is Banton one. You plus two, untap each enchanted permanent you control. Ooh. We don't play any auras, do we? No. That's okay, because she makes one. You minus one, you create an aura enchantment and attach it to another permanent you control. It's called a mask. What it does is it grants your thing, the, the enchanted thing, totem armor. So you can enchant your land, You so you can untap your land with her, you can enchant your creatures, you can untap them after combat. Give them pseudo-vigilance, right? Yeah. Yeah, essentially you create the aura and whatever thing that it's on, it has to get killed twice now, right? Yep. Because if it would die or receive lethal damage or get destroyed or whatever, you just don't. That's what Totem Armor does. It's pretty good. You get the bonus of plussing her to to um, untap whatever thing that is. Yes. Maybe you're a powered auto-generator or whatever to make mana. Yeah. And her minus seven is mill the top seven and then replenish. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good, too. Yes. It's pretty okay, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and the last Planeswalker we have is Tefri Time Raveler. Ooh. Three mana, four loyalty. Each opponent can cast stuff only when they can cast a sorcery. So he does the Tefri thing. That's really cool, but not why he's in there. Okay, plus one. Until end of turn, you can cast sorceries as though they had flash. That's pretty cool. It's pretty all right. Replenish at instant speed, make blockers with your sagas. Yeah. Yeah. There's another reason to run Opalescence. Just, just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah. His minus, what is it, a minus three? Yep. Return up to one target artifact, creature, or enchantment to its owner's hand. Draw a card. You get back your saga that's going to die. Yeah. And then you just cast it again. And you draw a card. And you draw a card, too. I'm going to save this cool thing, and I'm just going to draw another thing. It's probably cool, too. Yeah, that card's getting played in, in Legacy. Yeah, he's a, he's a loose modern inc- vintage. I mean, that's a good card right there. I think he's kind of a loose include in this one, just because he's like really expensive. But what he did was pretty cool. I'm looking for ways to save those sagas so that we can use them to hopefully win games, whether we do or not. That's that's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay, I get you. Okay, so there's 24 sagas in real life, like in all of Magic. Sure. We are playing. What is it? Twelve. Twelve of them. So we're playing. None of the red ones, of course, so that right. eliminates the 20% of them, roughly. Yep. And then we're playing the ones that are, like, not designed for limited. Yeah, I tried to pick the ones that had good one and twos. Like, one and twos that you'd kind of want to repeat for value so that you could kind of keep a game going your way. And then if they had a three or a four that was real good, you get a real good three or four. Yeah, some of them have four, so if the three is good, like... You get the last lore counter, and then you have to sacrifice it as part of the resolution of that, right? So you can't you can't get your three and then activate your Tefri ability to bounce it because you can only activate a Planeswalker ability as a sorcery. Yeah. Part of putting the last counter on is sack, which is unfortunate. But Yeah, which is fine. Like, there's always instant speed ways to bounce after you put a trigger on the stack. But we're not really going that route because we've got Replenish, we've got Calyx, we've got Estrid, we've got Tefri. We've got Eternal Witness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so before we get to the sagas, though, 
I think it would behoove us to take a look at the last way that we have to get our enchantments back. So clump these redundancies together. We have Detention Sphere, Banishing Light, Conclave, Tribunal, Grasp of Fate, Hero-Mancer's Cage, Ixalan's Binding, Oblivion Ring, Sphere of Safety, Quarantine Field, and Skybind. Um, Sphere of Safety isn't one of them, but that helps us stay alive. Right. That's right. Oh, and Grasp of Fate. Great card, but only for opponents. That's fine. Yeah, totally fine. That card is good. Yes. <laughs> so in general, those are enchantments. So they'll trigger our enchantress things and we'll get them back with replenish. Essentially, you cast them and we can target our own saga, right? Yep. We draw a card. Let's say we cast Oblivion Ring on our saga to exile it. Then we could cast a Conclave Tribunal, which is another O-Ring type effect, and target the original O-Ring. That O-Ring leaves. We get back our saga and it has it the counters have been reset so you can just chain a bunch of these together till they die and whatever's under them when they do actually die let's say we destroy all enchantments they all die we get our sagas back and then later on in the game when those sagas are dead we can replenish get all our enchantments back and since the replenish reset all our sagas we could we could enchant our opponent's stuff with the O-ring effects and eliminate all the blockers for something like... Ancestral Mask. Oh, baby. <laughs> As if Atraxa's not a good enough beater already. Yeah. We could put an Ancestral Mask on her to give her plus two, plus two for each enchantment on the battlefield. Ooh, wrecked. So, so just just so the like listeners understand the math, let's just pretend... We have five enchantments. Atrax is a 14-14 flying <laughs> lifelinker. With death touch and vigilance. <laughs> she blocks. <laughs> she can block still so you can gain 28 life around. If she can do fucking both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hashtag uh, both. Yeah. That's it. And if your opponents have some enchantments, and they probably will, that's going to make her bigger too. Oh, yeah. You could... Oh, yeah. You could you could sandbag your ancestral mask until you replenish her. Otherwise, you could just have five or six enchantments because you could. Yeah. Never mind if you have Estrid. Oh right? yeah, Estrid you makes could... masks that are enchantments. Yeah. Uh -oh. Let's say you have. Let's say you have five, and there's three others on the table. That is plus sixteen plus sixteen. She's a twenty twenty. Yeah. I guess you would need. Nine total, right? To give a, a Traxa. To turn into a one pump chump. Yeah. You yeah. need nine enchantments on the battlefield and an opening. Ooh. And again, she flies, so she's probably going to have an opening. Yeah. She will, and it, she'll just make an opening. Let's that, be that's an alternate win con, right? Oh, yeah. Ancestral that is the is awesome. win con, I think. <laughs> that, that will win you games, that card. Okay. So we've got five or six Oblivion Ring effects. We've got Ancestral Mask. They both help us win, they save us. The O-Rings, they just eliminate blockers too, right? Oh, yeah. They're also removal spells. We have nine O-Rings, and they can also O-Ring blockers and problem enchantments on the other side of the field or, I don't know, Avacyn. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, eh? dude, it's super good. And Sphere of Safety, I lumped it in with the O-Rings, but it's not an O-Ring. It's a... a propaganda or ghostly prison type thing. Yeah, you got to pay X where X is the number of enchantments you control. And let me tell you, you can't. No, because you're going to have seven or eight of them. Because I was trying to fight through this last week. I made one misplay on turn two, cost me the whole game. 
Ah, well, at least you could identify it. Yeah, I identified it as soon as this came down on Aaron's board. I was like, son of a bitch. Got to read the Planeswalker before you activate him, Brando. Yep. Oh, well. Live and learn. Next up, we have an Enchantress's presence. That is an enchantment that says whenever you draw, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, draw a card. Hell yeah. It's just an Enchantress. It's an Enchantment Enchantress. Just remember, because this came up with me yesterday, turn two... I turn one, like, whatever, wild growth or whatever on my land. So turn two, I had three mana. I played my v- Verduran Enchantress, and then the next turn, I cast my Enchantress's Presence. Ooh. Because that's an enchantment, so the Verduran Enchantress drew me a card. Hell yeah. Yeah, so just sequence those correctly, kids. All right, we got a Hadana's Climb. At the beginning of your combat, you put a plus one counter on target creature. Then if that creature has three or more plus ones, you transform it into... The Winged Temple of Arazka. It can tap to add one mana of any color to your mana pool, or you can pay blue, green, one tap. Target creature you control gets flying and plus X plus X until end of turn where X is its power. So that eliminates the need for nine enchantments and it reduces it to five enchantments or ancestral mask and four others yes to make a Traxa one hit kill yeah or just or on basis of it flipping over you can oh no just... because the creature has to have uh three counters on it yeah so, so a tracks would be a seven seven and then you double that so it should be a 14 14 all by herself and then if you put a yeah it's it's good also, it can protect enchantresses by making them bigger and put them out of, like, dying range from something like a pyroclasm or a volcanic fallout and make them big enough where they can block little dudes on the ground. Yeah. All right, then we have a... I think this is a pretty Atraxa card, but I wanted to play it anyway. It's Parallax Wave. Yeah, this is a enchantment with fading five, so you remove a counter during each upkeep. When you can't remove a counter any longer, then you sacrifice it. It's four... You remove a fade counter as part of a, an activated ability. You can exile a creature, and when it leaves the battlefield, you return each creature to the battlefield. Yeah. It's like a slow... It's a slow ring. <laughs> 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 oh, man. That was excellent. It gets blockers out of the way, and with the tracks, it's going to stick around for a long-ass time. Yeah, you know what I just thought, too? Just as another way to open ourselves up to mass creature removal if we ran opalescence we could with our sagas being creatures with opalescence or starfield of nyx but opalescence costs less mana you could exile your enchantment creature with parallax wave and then when parallax wave screws off you get those back and the sagas have reset Ooh, just eh, just yeah. another one all sorts of neat stuff we can do with that but if you're playing scumbag attracts so look for parallax cards they'll they'll make your whole table hate you yeah uh, we have a Ristic Study. Draws your cards. Of course we do. Let's do another clump. We have Copy Enchantment, Mirror Maid, and Estrid's Invocation. Those are all Copy Enchantment effects for three mana. Of course, Mirror Maid is an artifact as well, and Estrid's Invocation can bounce to copy an, a different enchantment yeah. next turn. On your upkeep, it resets itself. Yeah. Which is kind of neat. All right. Bread and butter time. Saga time, baby. All right. Like we said earlier, we're playing 12 of them. Uh, Ryan, tell them how sagas work. So... Saga. It's an enchantment subtype saga. So it'll trigger your... You know what we should have played? We couldn't play it. Never mind. I was going to say, enjoy your weather like Captain. Got Can't. red in it. Yep. <laughs> saga. As this saga enters and after your draw step. That's what it says on the card. Hey, weird timing on that. Usually those things are on upkeep. This one is after the draw step. Yeah. 
you add a lore counter and you sacrifice it after you do the last lore counter. Yes. Summits two, no, summits three, summits four. I think that's. I think those are the only two. I think there's just. There's no twos. I don't think there's any twos. Is there any fives? Uh, not that I saw. Not that we're playing. I don't think. Okay, sure. So they enter. They get a lore counter. There's nothing that says you can't remove all the counters from them, and you get one after you draw. Yes. So I think they they did that. I remember reading the rules. The, the really long rules articles when Dominaria came out last year or two years ago, and they said they did it at, after you draw, but it's still in your draw step, so you can't, like, respond to it by removing a counter and then, like, always keeping a a thing at th- two or whatever. Sure. They, they, they made it specifically not a trigger upkeep thing. Dig it. So, it, yeah, there's, like, the rules minutiae is there, but we don't really care because we can move counters. Yeah. We can do that, and we're not playing standard. We've been over that for, yeah. Yeah. We, okay. we got it. Okay, so let's start with, let's start with, obviously, the most fun one of all of the oh, yeah. sagas we're playing. In the Fall of Thran. Oh, man. Cool art, hey? Cool all the tapestry-style arts and stuff, right? These are all, these are all hand-painted, too, right? The Dominaria ones were. Sweet. Yeah, and they were big, too. Like, big, tall, like, six-foot-tall pieces, right? Dope as hell. Yeah, so cool. Tapestry style. Okay, so, white, five. Uh-oh. And this is, this, is the, this is how we'll read them. One. That's lore counter one. One. Destroy all lands. Ooh. Ooh. Good thing we got those empowered auto-generators. And yeah, proliferate mana rocks, Proliferate right? rocks, yeah. Okay. Two and three. Each player returns two lands from their graveyard to the battlefield. Okay. Yeah. You, you know what I like here? You know what I like here? If we're playing a slow deck, maybe this deck's slow. The gain one life lands. Shut up. Scry lands. Sure. I like those better. Yeah, okay. You know what I like about this? You give them two lands, then you take away their two lands. Then you give them two lands, then you take away their two lands. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you just bounce this saga. Nobody can ever do anything unless they have mana rocks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Next up, we've got History of Benalia. Ooh, white, white, one. Lore counters one and two. So the first two turns, you have it out. Create a two, two, white knight, human creature token, knight creature token with vigilance. Cool. So you get four power for three mana. Turn three. Knights you control get plus two, plus one until end of turn. So they turn into four, four threes. threes. So you get eight power for three mana. It's okay. Not terrible. And also not terrible if you can sacrifice it and get it back and get it up to three lore counters the same turn. Ooh. And then they turn into then they turn into twelve power? You'd have lots of dudes, yeah. You'd have lots of them. Yeah. Oh, plus you'd have two more yeah, knights. Have two more of them. Uh, they don't have haste though. Yeah, they're white. They probably suck. But if you flip them back, if you just stick one and two, you night, 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 every turn. Yes, free knights after you get like the first two, which is pretty good. Okay. How about Kiora bests the sea god? Oh, remember that thing you just said about like sticking between one and two and getting knights? Yep. How about eight eights? This is the first one I added because eight eights. Okay. So blue, blue, five, one. Create an eight eight blue kraken. One. With hex proof. With hex proof. It's hexy. Hexy proof. It has hex proof. Oh, man. Hex proof. Okay, two. 
tap all untapped permanents, target opponent controls. They don't untap. Oh, they don't untap next turn. Take eight, asshole. Exactly. Right? Three, gain control of target permanent opponent controls. Untap it. Oh. Because you know it's tapped. Because you tapped it. You tapped it because you just you just got two, 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 two a bunch of times. Everybody shits tapped. You're going to steal it. Yep. Oh, man. That is a... Kiora Best the Sea God is just the, awesome. The power level of Kiora Best the Sea God is too damn high. <laughs> All right, this is probably my favorite art on a saga in Phyrexian scriptures. Yeah, this this one I do like this one as well. Black Black Two. It's our first black card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. forgot we were playing black in the damn deck. Yeah, that's it. Black Black Two. Lore counter one. Put a plus one counter on up to one target creature. It becomes an artifact until end of turn. So they turn it into a Phyrexian. Yeah. Oh, no, it just becomes an artifact. Yep. Yeah, it gets Phyrexified. Eat. Phyrex yourself. <laughs> Two, destroy all non-artifact creature. Yeah. So we probably just make a Traxa or, or an Enchantress into an artifact so we can keep it. Yes. Three, exile all cards from opponent's graveyards. Hell yeah. Which is just good. It's just a good thing. That's just thing a good-ass ability. Yeah, so if your Phyrexian scriptures goes away, cool. Yeah, I think this is the one where you want to remove all counters from it so you can get that one yep. three or four times. You keep saving an additional dude each turn, and then yep. you keep wiping out the rest of the dudes each turn. Yeah, well, we've got ways to remove counters with that clock spinning and a card that I'm going to suggest, Ooh. and we just keep it at zero till we draw, then we... Like, just buff up our whole team, then destroy everybody else's team, and then exile graveyards whenever we need to. We could just proliferate it and kind of skip that turn that it takes us to get the two. The, the two will still happen, yeah. but we'll we'll just make it happen faster to exile graveyards if we need to. Dig it. Can you proliferate at instant speed or add counters? Clock spinning, I guess, lets us do it at instant speed. Yep. If somebody's reanimating and we're at, like, two counters on scriptures we can just go clock spinning at a counter exile your graveyard you can't reanimate sick yeah oh tricksy tricksy all right next up we have song of frailies okay two mana this is green one one and two lore counters until end of turn creatures you control are birds of paradise sure okay that's gonna like sometimes land is important yeah and sometimes you play an asteroid and you can just untap all your guys makes more mana yeah, if they have masks. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Three is put a plus one counter on each creature you control. Those creatures gain vigilance, trample, and indestructible until end of turn. They're like mini attraxes. Yeah. Cool. That that one helps us beat. Yeah, it's a it's a beater thing. It gets you in if you have your uh, all your centaur tokens from the crushing of all the enchantments. Oh, yeah. You're making lots of little creature tokens well, kind of around. this and... would die. Yeah. You get it back. I suppose. Yeah. It's get fine. it back, get it up to get proliferated, get it up to three, or add a counter, get it up to three, and then beat in. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, we have Rite of Belzenlock. Yeah. Here's here's our boy, Seb. One and two, you get a zero one black cleric token, and then at three, create a six six black demon <laughs> with flying. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice another creature. If you can't, this creature deals six damage to you. We're probably going to have creature tokens from other sagas. Yep. This happened uh, yesterday. Oh, you, look at this is another reason to run Opalescence because we can sacrifice an enchantment creature that is oh. that Opalescence made 
and that'll let us maybe get her back or it with something, reset a saga or reset an O-ring. Oh, I like that. Oh, I was going to say, uh, right of Ben's and Locke, Justin had one of these yesterday. Made all of his dudes, got his big 6-6, six, six, and he's like, yeah, now i got a sack engine in my aristocrat's deck, and then I forget who it was. Might have been me. I don't know. <laughs> Wiped out all the little creatures, so all he had left was the 6-6 six, six that, oh, that dealt 6 to him. 8-6, Lord of the Pit style, hey, was, get rid of all creatures. And I was just giving him the finger. The yep. whole is awesome. Sick. All right, next saga, we have the Antiquities War. Ooh, 1 and 2. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal an artifact card from among them, put it into your hand, put the rest on the bottom in any order. Then number three, artifacts you control become artifact creatures with power and toughness of 5-5. Five, five. This one's fine because it lets us dig to mana rocks Let's if, dig if we're looking for the mana rocks to blow up lands. Yes. Yeah. You're not playing a ton of artifacts in the deck, but it's still pretty good. Also, it, com- it totally has the Matrix of Leadership from Transformers on there. Yeah, so, I love that art too. You right? could probably paint one of those and just have like Optimus Prime's hands. No, I would just leave it. How I think it people is. would like that. I want to hang these in Studio CCO. They are epic. Hey, they're pretty cool. That's the Mark Tedden one. That one's cool. What uh, the Eldest Reborn? Yeah, also good. This one was good in Standard, I think, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't play Standard. Yeah, who cares? Black Four First Lore Counter First Chapter. That's what they say, right? I think so. Chapter One. Each opponent sacks a creature or planeswalker. Wrecked. Chapter two, each opponent discards a card. Wrecked. Chapter three, put target creature or planeswalker card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Double wrecked. That one's good. That's a good, and it's an, it's an uncommon. That one's just opponents. Yeah, it wrecks your opponents and then just like gives you the best thing. So cool. That one is good. Yeah. Yeah, we should play that one. We do. Yes, we should play it lots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got the first Ironian Games, or the Olympics. Yeah. This is Green 3, Chapter 1. That is what they say. Create a 1-1 token. Cool. Sure. Chapter 2, put three counters on target yeah. creature. So, for Chapter 1, make an athlete. Chapter 2, put that athlete on steroids. Or put a track. <coughs> <coughs> or put a Traxa on steroids. She becomes a three-pump chump. Yeah, yeah, all right. She becomes a three-crack tracks. <laughs> oh, I like it. Oh, I no. like it. Okay. Oh, man. Chapter three, if you control a creature with power four or greater, and we do, draw two cards. Hell yeah. Chapter four, because fuck, the first three weren't enough. Get a gold. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we could sacrifice to get a mana. That's fine. Sure. And you can just keep going back between, like, what, two and three? Oh, yeah. Oh, there, and there you go. Yeah, put three counters and then draw two cards. Put three counters, draw two cards. That's probably the most... That one in Eldest Reborn, I think, going back back and forth between your opponents just getting shredded <laughs> and Atraxa getting shredded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She'll have so many abs. Oh, she She'll have them. a Phyrexian amount of abs. Oh, oh no. <laughs> She'll have like 28 abs. 29 <laughs> abs. She'll have an extra one somewhere. Oh, man. What about uh, the Mending of Dominaria? Oh, that one sounds nice. Okay. Green, green three, chapter one and two. Put two, put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Then you may return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. That gets us our Enchantress back? Yep. Okay. Or it gets you your Hex Parasite back if it dies. Yeah. Or if Atraxa dies, we send her to the yard and then trigger chapter two and get her back so we don't have to pay the tax on her. Hell yeah. No tax Traxa. Ooh. I want to make a Traxa reanimator just because of that. <laughs> Hell yeah. No Traxa. <laughs> 
And chapter three, return all land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Shuffle your graveyard into your library. Oh, God, can you imagine mending after you follow the Thrand? Yeah, oh. yes, I can, Ryan. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that is evil, evil, evil. Oh, see, I'm... Man, I, I, used, to, I used to hate talking about sagas. I was like, why did why, nobody would play these? They're standard and limited cards. And then you play them all, and it's like, holy shit. Yeah, it turns out you jam 12 of anything into one place. It's going to be good. Do not Google No, that. no, because it's not always good when you jam 12 things into one place. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, how about the Time of Ice? Time of Ice. Tap target creature and opponent controls. It doesn't untap during its uh, untap step for as long as you control Time of Ice. That's chapter one and two. So if you can just go back and forth between zero, one, and two lore counters. Tapped forever. Tapped forever. You're just freezing them. Yep. And chapter three is return all tap creatures to their owner's hand. You tap everything and then you just... Let the last trigger resolve. Yep. Cyclonic Rift. Right there, baby. <laughs> I don't mess around. And the last one, last card, Elspeth Conquers Death. This one's cool because it looks like old old tile mosaic. Very neat. Yeah, all these arts are just cool, hey? So White, White 3, Chapter 1 is Exile Target Permanent and Opponent Controls with Converted Mana Cost 3 or Greater. Chapter 2, non-creature spells your opponent's cast cost two more until end of turn, until our next turn. Yep. Ooh, what if we can just, like, trigger that a bunch of times? I know, right? Just tax the crap out of them. Yeah. We, would, we wouldn't put that in no tax tracks. No, we would not. We would put that in tax tracks. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we got our next two lists lined up. <laughs> and then chapter three is return target creature or planeswalker card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Put a plus one counter on it if it's creature or a loyalty counter on it if it's a P-dubs. Badass. Yeah, you get your Estrid or your Cowlick or whatever back, right? Yeah. Or your... Yeah, we could put this in Reanimator Atraxa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we could do it. That is the deck, hey? But wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. The lands. Gotta read that sick mana base, yo. Yeah, we gotta do the sick land. We're gonna start with Hall of Heliod's Generosity. Uh, that gets us an enchantment card from our graveyard to the battlefield. Very good. Oh, to our hand. Very good in decks like this. We have a command tower. To the top of your library. Get it right, Ryan. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> command tower, classic. Yeah, everybody knows that one. Sarah's Sanctum. White for each enchantment you control. That's a $100 card. Might be a potential cut for the, the newer or budget players. Yes. Just throwing that out there. Next up, forest. Taps for green. Island. Taps for a blue. Plains. Taps for white. Swamp. Taps for black. End of deck. End of deck. <laughs> there it is. We got there, Ryan. We did it. That's it. Of course, spice mana base to your taste. We just don't spend a whole bunch of time on it because it's been covered to death. Yeah, I just wanted to point out the two the kind of enchantress lands that are, are budget or not. The Hall of Heliod Generosity and Sarah's Sanctum. If you're going to play an Atraxa list and have access to those cards or a bunch of money... Both of those yeah. cards would be good. Man, I love have ac having access to a bunch of money. I wish that was reality. Yeah, I wish that was true, <laughs> hey? That would be so cool. Yeah, that would be the best. That's it. So I think we we covered the strengths of the deck with, with the ability to manipulate the number of counters on things, either take them off or put them on, is a definite strength. Yeah, the, the ability to just abuse a mechanic that was designed to really not be abused. Yeah, like we, they, we love doing that. Yeah, they built it specifically so that you couldn't do what we're doing, and we're doing it. That's right. And I want to say 
while we're doing that, we are repeatedly drawing cards. We've got nine card draw effects in the deck, X number of them, whatever it is, six or seven of them are enchantress cards, which don't just draw you a card, right? They'll draw us a card and then another one next turn, another one next turn, right? And they lead into each other because you're going to draw enough cards that you're going to see another or another or another enchantress. Correct. Right? I had three out last time I played Estrid. So it's like drop an enchant enchantment, draw three. It's pretty good. It's good, right? Yeah. Turn, turning every one of your cards into kind of less good ancestral recall. It turns out it's really good. That's right. Now, weakness. It does bend over to like... Um, solemnity. Solemnity. Austere command, I was going to say, where they pick like creatures with power four or greater. You get your Atraxa and all your enchantments. Yeah. That's bad. It is a control deck with all those sagas giving us repeatable benefit to to hinder our opponents, but it is a very tap-out style control, so you're not leaving any space in the deck or or mana available for like stack manipulation or, or on-board control tricks, right? Yeah, there's one counter spell, there's one instant speed kind of bailout button, and that's it. Yeah, and the last thing I wanted to say is if we can't cast a saga with a Traxa or vice versa and immediately go to end step to proliferate it or add counters somehow, any sweepers or big chapter three or four effect is projected. And we're giving people a chance to respond because we need to take an extra turn before it'll happen. Yeah. And so. I mean, we could have jammed more proliferate effects to kind of... Then it an... just feels like an Atraxa deck. Yeah, though. and I didn't want to just build an Atraxa deck. Like This deck is stuffed full of variants, which can be a, a positive or a negative, depending on how you you like your deck. Oh, it's great. If you have the if you have the playstyle and sense of humor and meta and playgroup that loves the high risk, high reward, you're gonna love it. If you have a good sense of humor, you're gonna love this deck because you can just get owned by your deck. Yeah, your right? own deck will just wreck you. Yeah, right? But this sounds like a good beer drinking deck because it's like, oh, it's my turn. Uh, draw a card, play, draw a card, play. Uh, tick, tick, tick. These enchantments go. Yep. Drink beer. Yep. Which is, I appreciate. And then some other times it'll be like all of that stuff you just said and then like swing for four. Yeah, which yeah. is fine. Swing for four. Don't even have to tap my guy so don't attack me. Yeah. Yeah. I right? still have a flying death touch vigilance. Yeah, like, right? Because Atraxa turns out is pretty good. Yeah, that's it. Okay, get this though. I have a suggestion for you. Ooh. Power Conduit. That is a uncommon from Mirrodin. Give it a read. Oh, look at that picture. Oh, yeah. Baby. Look at how happy that guy is. Yeah, he's happy because he is doing stuff with sagas. Okay, let's see what let's see if this card makes us happy. It's an artifact for two with tap. Remove a counter from a permanent you control. Ooh, choose one. Put a charge counter on target artifact or put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. That is excellent. So we'll get this We'll get this straight. Atraxa and Crystalline Crawler like plus one counters. Hell yeah, they Power do. Conduit can put those on it. Dude. Empowered Auto Generator likes charge counters. Oh, shit. Power Conduit can put those on it. Oh, shit. Our sagas like to have... Lore a, counters. A counter yeah. removed from them. And <laughs> that's all you have to do is remove a counter. Oh, shit. So we can remove lore counters and add charge counters or plus ones to shit that wants them. That's like proliferate one of our things that we want to proliferate. 
remove like like reverse proliferate. Every, oh, that doggy guy. style proliferate our lower counters. Oh, we're doing butt stuff and front stuff. Yeah, we're gonna Eiffel Tower with a tracks. <laughs> Don't Google that. No, that's kind of what I want to name this episode, but I'm probably not going to. <laughs> a tracks Eiffel Tower. Eiffel tracks. <laughs> Oh, oh we can, man! We can only play French cards, and we have to read them in French. Nah, that would be that would be. <laughs> no, we'd need the deck to be white, red, and blue, <laughs> and then we'd be making Paris great again or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's totally different arc. Yes, it's not the same. So, okay, just real quick though, because we're crunched on time. Sarah's Sanctum, Ristic Study, Replenish, and Tefri Time Mage Tem Bender, whatever his name is. Yep, caught him. If we caught him, that's $187 in savings. That brings a $370 deck to $183 worth of shitty sagas and a $30 Atraxa. Yeah, these are all trade binder things. Like, I'll bet you could go out and just trade for this whole deck. Most likely. Without much trouble. Yeah, just- like, how often do you find a $180 commander deck when you're not, when you're not specifically looking to, like, other budget content creators? Because we're not budget, but... If if you're into budget, I mean, yeah, like, that stuff is available. But just to build a deck for 180 bucks of shit that you already have, yeah, to, to build a deck that just just does a bunch of really cool stuff, yeah, you know, it's something that nobody else is going to be playing, and you're going to get a good laugh out of it probably every time you play it. Oh yeah, it's going to be an entirely different game because those sagas are crazy. Yeah, I will say that 45 dollar replenish is a mighty card, and a 80 dollar academy rector or whatever it is just kill it or block with it and you can go and get your thassa best the sea god or cure our best the sea god for free yeah why not that's fine because yeah it's okay yeah Yeah, man that's just freaking cool yeah so what else is cool is the spice calculator Ooh. okay here we go atraxa number one commander in her colors and overall on edhrec.com that's why we do it because somebody's got to 3,512 decks at the time of recording. Lots. That's too many. Average CMC of this deck, 3.34. So It's where casual EDH lives, and that's what this deck is. Yeah, if you're between 3 and 3.5, that's fine. That's fine. Number of cards different than the stock list. Oh, I'm excited for this part. I'm excited. Number of cards different. 48. Yes! Yeah, so you see the Crystalline Crawler, the Astral Cornucopia. That's your crossover, your Sol Ring, your Arcane Signet. That's your crossover. All the rocks and stuff. Yeah, and those go in, like, every deck. You You could make an argument for those cards in any deck, really. You punch it all into the Spice Calculator. 62. Oh, got there. That's a gooder. Hell yeah, I did. That's awesome. That's it. I feel good about myself. That's excellent. Sagas, baby. Nobody sees them coming. What did you call it? Attrax Saga? Attraxaga. Attraxaga. And not Sagtraxa? I like Sagtraxa too, actually. Sagtraxa needs some nick, nip, and tuck, and you do that with your power (laughs) conduit. That's it. She needs to be replenished. She needs to have her Botox filled. There we go. (laughs) Sagtraxa, not no more. That's it. Okay, well, you know what? Here's the thing. Give a quick thank you to all of our listeners, friends, patrons who helped share and grow the YouTube channel, the show, the Twitter, the Facebook, the auction altar bidders. Thank our glorious sponsors and overlords at Face to Face Games. Conclude the arc. Give us the final thought of the day on the deck. Thanks to all those people that Ryan just mentioned. 
We do appreciate it. We wouldn't be here without any of you guys. So thank you very much for listening to the show and being a part of CCO Nation. We really do appreciate you, and, and we're really happy to be here every week to hopefully entertain and inform you. Uh, thanks to face-to-facegames.com, they're Canada's biggest magic store, for helping us keep the lights on and giving us a place to play, such as the face-to-face games open we participated in last weekend. It was a great deal of fun. I encourage you all to run out and check one out in your area, especially if we're going to be there, because we'd love to meet you and play a game with you. And with that, another arc has come to an end. The arc of New Year, New Blue, or U, as is the abbreviation for blue? Sure. With any luck, we've shown you that blue isn't just the douchebag smarter than you all the time color that we always make it out to be, and you probably think it is too, because we've shown how you can turn it into a, a fun theme deck, a Voltron aggro deck, a Naya deck, or another fun theme deck. With Atraxa. With so Atraxa. Not only are you, are you doing something different with Atraxa, you're also doing something different with, with the color blue with 8-8 beaters. <laughs> Figure that out, hey? So, on behalf of me and Ryan, I hope that all of y'all have had as much fun listening to these episodes as we have had recording them and building the decks. If you go out and build any of them in your local meta, do tell us, let us know how it goes, and tell them that CCO sent you. Remember that, unless you you scumbag everybody, in which case we don't want to have anything to do with that. Tell them Max Crandell sent you. There it is. All right, and on that note, we are going to sign off today, and we're going to be back next week for another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!